Next Door, Next World by Robert Donald Locke. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander. Next Door, Next World by Robert Donald Locke. Hungrily the cradled vessel's great steel nose pointed up to the distant stars. She was the Cosmos Twelve, newest and sleekest of the space service's rapidly expanding wing of interstellar scout ships, and she was now ready for operational work. Major Lance Cooper, a big man with space-tanned features, stood in the shadow of the control bunker and watched the swarm of ground crewmen working at last-minute speed atop the loading tower. Inside him burned a hunger, too. Hunger and another emotion. Pride. The pride swelled Lance's open-collared khaki shirt, as he envisioned himself at the ship's controls within a few minutes. Finally, after long years of study, sweet and dedication, he'd made it to the big league. No more jockeying those tubby old rocket pots to Luna. From here on he was going to see, taste, feel what the universe was like way, way out, in deep space. The Cosmos Twelve, like her earlier sisters, was designed to plow through that shuddery nowhere the cookbooks identified as hyperspace. Lance's glance shifted upward, scanning the velvet backdrop of frosty white points of light against which the slender, silverish, almost wingless form stood framed, more stars than a man could visit in a lifetime, and some already within grasp. His exultant feeling grew, and Lance kept his head tilted backward. Alpha Centauri, the most popular target, was not visible at this latitude, and Barnard's star, besides being far too faint, lay on the other side of the sun. But there shone Sirius, just as bright as it had glittered for the Greeks, and frosty Procyon, a little to the north. Both orbs twinkled and beckoned evoking strange and demanding dreams. One day man would be able to make landings, teams of scientists outfitted to the eyebrows and trained to cope with any environment or emergency, would explore unknown jungles, Janos steppes, tramp up and down fertile vales and hills under blue-hot alien suns. Perhaps they might even contact native species boasting human intelligence mammalian hunters and fishers city-building lizards sky-probing arachnids who knew what but now of course all that headquarters permitted of flight was the most furtive of reconnoitering you hoisted your scout ship aloft under high g cleared the ecliptic then swung out of normal space and jumped when you materialized in the new sector you set your cameras clicking toggled all the other instruments into recording radiation, gravity pressures, spectroscopy, at slam-bang speed. The very instant your magnetic tapes got crammed to capacity, you pressed six dozen panic buttons and scooted like a scared jackrabbit for home, sweet home. Adventure? It wasn't even mentioned on the travel posters yet. But adventure would follow. Some day. Meanwhile, at the taxpayer's expense, you, 
the guardian of the peace had enjoyed the billion-dollar thrill of viewing our solar system from light-years and light-years of distance or so the manual said right here on the insert page thirty eleven six lance thought about those veteran high pilots who'd already poked around in the great black cold out there how was it they were always compensating for their frustration now he remembered having few tall tales to spellbind audiences with when they swooped back down on home base after their missions the hype pilots got around it by bragging up terra itself and how at least you could always depend upon good old earth to come up with something to relax this warp-weary generation something for example such as we now hold in our hand brothers lance could hear them now namely one of these superbly programmed cocktails as only casey can turn out casey was the officer's club barkeep and much beribboned mixologist a real casey special look at its pristine beauty what better consolation can a man ask for not having gotten to land at the apogee point of his orbit besides this usually came out after two or three more tongue-loosening toasts had been quaffed to the beasts of headquarters what's so blasty special about landing on some god-forsaken rock out there hell spells earth is a planet too isn't it and when you've been cooped up in a parsec gobbling pot for a very very long two weeks any planet looming in your view scope cries to be set down upon your own prosaic hunk of mud is good as any lance cooper's rambling thoughts broke off their aimless tracking to swing one hundred and eighty degrees in mid-space and dart right back to earth here at this very moment and less than a hundred yards away came tara's foremost attraction for him his hammering heartbeat would have placed him on the grounded list immediately had there been a medico with a stethoscope hanging about to detect it the attraction's name was caroline sagen and she was hurrying directly across the concrete apron even under the incandescent work lamps of the crew scrambling up and down the ladders she looked as fetching as a video starlet making her first personal appearance tour of the nation only the fact she was colonel hardhead sagen's family pride and joy kept the helmeted and half puckered up techs on the rungs from whistling themselves dry in their enthusiasm now she had completely bypassed the work area here the lightning did not reach and the paler illumination of starshine took over it seemed to render the girl's soft blonde hair and her full warm lips more intimately something belonging to lance cooper alone and he liked that he saw that she had turned up the collar of her tan coat against the night wind while still a step or two distant from him caroline halted her worshipping eyes rested fully upon the big pilot lance thought he detected a troubled expression then the girl managed a tight smile that conveyed her outward resignment to all man's absurd aspirations to own the galaxy don't worry about security lance dad wrote me out an okay to skitter up this close to the launching area you know she gestured self-consciously big crucial moment lovers farewell i pulled all the stops but it worked matter of fact she added in an obvious attempt at facetiousness 
dad opined he'd have walloped the daylights out of me if i hadn't put up a struggle to get near my man then suddenly she was not at all brave any more suddenly she had burrowed into his arms oh lance had there been no other way i'd have clawed right through fence and revetments to get to you men men just because something's out there as you say why is it so important to build ships and go out and look at it her fingers dug into lance's shoulders women are saner but maybe that's why men need us the grip of her fingers shifted tightened hiss me you big baboon lance kissed her a tender kiss yet gusty enough that he lifted her from the ground and her high-heeled shoes kicked in free fall the pilot found his girl's breath warm loving yet her cheeks seemed colder than even the crisp bear should account for and her body was trembling he planted a second kiss then set her down hey this is no way for a space service brat to carry on why you're just about to to cry lance no i wasn't it's just that you'll be gone so long he punched her playfully two measly weeks out two weeks to astrogate her back home and once i've got my feet wet at it it'll be like shooting ducks in an alley caroline reached out brushed a windswept tuft of hair from above the rock-steady eyes that looked at her i know lance i even realize that just ten years ago women had to put up with separations from their sweethearts or husbands that lasted months when the old pioneer ships used to limp back and forth to mars and venus but i'm different i guess weak maybe or just plain scared this didn't sound like the blithe-spirited girl he'd pursued for a year then wooed and subdued lance studied her then said slowly you're scared about what my first flight caroline's head bobbed timidly lance flashed a reassuring grin everything has to be a brand new experience at some time or other me i prefer to look at hype flight from the point of view of the service a routine thing just takes training otherwise and he shrugged it's no more a risk than hauling groceries upstairs to some weather satellite is it lance when one or two ships out of every ten never make it back at all just disappear somewhere while the others one out of thirty or forty you mean so hyperspace is a little tricky and there's always pilot error to blame too i suppose now that you mention it only my man is immune from everything lance smiled a little wryly any pilot can make boo-boos caroline i'm determined to try awfully hard not to he added a slight qualification to his statement i've always been pretty lucky up to now at not getting lost i thought the guidance systems and the autopilot computers took care of all the astrogation corrections on a theoretically perfect flight yes it is equally true however that hyperspace's geometry doesn't always resemble the sort of lines and angles you find in our own universe lance abruptly stopped realizing he was quoting text his mind groped for a better way to explain but caroline plunged in first you see there do sometimes develop special situations sure sometimes an exasperation crept into lance cooper's voice despite his effort to keep it out 
hell he was just a pilot not a rated mathematician he'd fly hyperspace by the seat of his pants if he had to lance said carolyn yes you feel it too don't you feel what that there is danger involved that something dreadfully dreadfully wrong can happen to you while you're out there no matter what the eggheads say about it a paroxysm of sobs suddenly racked the girl's slender body oh darling don't go honey honey lance patted her thin shoulders i love you so much love you too caroline you know that we shouldn't have postponed the wedding it was wrong to set the date back lance shook his head sorry i couldn't see it any other way he hugged the girl to him she seemed more desperately frightened than he had realized and again as always when it came to comforting somebody he felt as awkward and clumsy as some big lumbering repair tug out in space say trying to patch a small trim patrol craft but especially felt helpless in the presence of this frail clinging lovely piece of femininity he wanted so dearly nevertheless he could keep on trying blundering though his words and gestures might be caroline you think i wanted to chance making you a widow twenty-four hours after you became a bride lance took a deep breath so i did maintain the percentage wasn't great still it does exist i'm aware of that i just don't let it concern me but you caroline don't you see hun lance cooper couldn't let anything bad happen to his best girl i'm trying to understand said caroline lance's blunt serious face peered into hers tell you what i will promise to do hope cleared away some of the mistiness in caroline's eyes she looked up at him what lance once i've knocked off my shell back trip through the hype we'll stage the fanciest wedding this old space base ever goggled its eyes over i'll even see to it the chaplain samples the spiked punch and you remember what a raconteur the padre proved to be when light colonel galash got spliced caroline sagen managed a van smile lance revved his pep talk up a few hundred rpm after all think of it this way suppose i hadn't beat my brains out to get into hype training i'd never have wound up at this base you and me would never have met i'd never have fallen for you like a ton of space ballast oh i know you're right said caroline clinging more tightly than ever to lance's solid frame you're always right just like the space service is always right but i have a woman's intuition and i-i sense unable to finish she released her grasp and once more withdrew into herself lance's big muscular hand reached out tilted the girl's chin upward her face was tear-stained for sure now honey this won't ever do i can't help it you're torturing yourself with useless premonitions lance wiped the briny shine from the girl's cheeks as he talked his own voice getting hoarser caroline i love you so much that i-well you know i happen to hunger for you more than i do that christmas tree on my control deck but i just couldn't give up a chance to solo out to the stars i couldn't baby i'd probably be court-martialed anyhow he added no lance they wouldn't do that not unless you actually got into space then turned back i asked major carmody caroline you didn't 
the girl nodded affirming the truth of what she said lance i had to Th there are some things i know about that you don't a note of sudden urgency now tinged her voice strange unfathomable things many of the other pilots who come back have not been right i think it has something to do with their having been outside of normal space he stared at her i just now realize you're trying to tell me something lance i happened to overhear dad telling mother something one night apparently he'd been rolling and tossing in bed couldn't sleep and mothers looked after him so long she just had to know what was wrong they went downstairs and she poured him a stiff drink then in return dad poured out his troubled soul to her and lance yes caroline the most probable reason why some high pilots never quite make it back to our world is that the men involved the men you mean the pilots no the brass they haven't told the pilots about the fissioning of anything that gets into hyperspace caroline's breath gave out in a sudden gasp her eyes moved away alarmed and lance's own glance turned simultaneously he saw colonel hardhead sagen and two other officers coming across the area time had run out on them caroline lance said hurriedly i've gabbed with quite a few vets of hyperspace at the club and in my training both sure a man feels like he's been crammed into a concrete mixer when he's burning up light years in a hypership but after a while i'm told even your brains get used to being bounced around lance took the girl's hands and squeezed them between his so let's not worry huh caroline started to say something in rebuttal but her father and his aides were already upon them colonel sagen was a tall thin man of erect military carriage his features were criss-crossed with radiation scars and his voice boomed out like a military drum yet when one got to know him he wasn't so gruff on the base he commanded two thousand military personnel and half that many scientists and techs a tough job and one that he was giving his best after returning major lance cooper's brisk salute the colonel unbent and gave his prospective son-in-law a hearty handshake lance i hope you'll be able to keep more of a rein on this little space filly of mine than i've been able to she was determined to see you off i was glad to see her colonel the colonel smiled can't think of a man on this base i'd rather turn caroline over to thank you sir said lance been counting the minutes to take off i suppose he's hardly had a chance to dad caroline broke in what with me in his hair one of the colonel's aides glanced at his watch then opened up a briefcase and took out a sealed envelope the colonel relieved him of it and handed it to lance your flight orders lance got the preset tapes installed and checked yes sir well you should know your onions now if you're ever going to best of luck son thank you colonel lance turned good-bye caroline just four weeks now like i said i'll be waiting first jam's always the hardest i hear spoke up the second aide cheerily like a great many other execs the officer boasted no active space rating though he did wear the winged moons of an observer but lance and caroline were again quite busy and did not hear 
inside the shell of the cosmos twelve lance sitting flat on his back against gravity looked up at the sweep hands of the control deck clocks and hurried through his pre-jump checklist tension mounted inside him he contacted the operations people in the bunker over the radio net colonel sagen's voice came in clear five minutes lance i'm receiving area cleared traffic broke into report take off we'll proceed on schedule the function lights of the tree in front of lance shone green gyros were caged the tapes were set to roll lance's big hands hovered lightly near the manual overrides he was ready to fly and the autopilot lights were already winking out in countdown but you never could be sure until the last moment what had carolyn been trying to tell him before he could pursue the thought he felt the pressure of the rising ship take hold gently at first as she cleared the ground then heavier and heavier until his face felt like a rubber mask under the acceleration and his heart commenced pounding it didn't take long these days for any ship to build up a tremendous velocity in space lance cleared the ecliptic by a hundred million miles then with the solar system spread out flat below him he opened up his flight orders his destination he discovered was groombridge thirty four a visual double star right ascension zero hours thirteen minutes declination forty three and four tenths degrees nearly twelve light years distant since the star's apparent location was nearly halfway up the sky from the celestial equator lance could begin the jump any time and not worry on his way about skewing too near the gravitational field of any large massed body in his own immediate vicinity he permitted himself one brief glance at the blazing universe that hung all about him the bright fixed lights that were innumerable suns against an eternal blackness and the luminous dust in between that was even farther flung confusion and chaos seemed to dwell here if a man gazed too long he could quietly go mad but even more insane he anticipated would be the thick writhing nothingness of hyperspace lance cooper made one final check of all the ship's operating components then crossed his fingers and cut in the hype drive instantly his teeth crashed together and clenched his strapped-in body was jerked back in his cushioned seat sweat beaded his brow a thousand needles prickling his skin couldn't have been worse he had been told once that the switching out from this known universe into an unknown one would feel just like a ten thousand volt jolt in an old-fashioned electric chair and now he could believe it every cell in his body had begun tingling his stomach pitched under a racking nausea and an involuntary trickle of saliva dripped from his mouth the moment he got his jaws working again but lance fought the nausea fought the sickness and gradually as his flesh accommodated to the change he felt better it was then that the most disturbing phenomenon of all took place he felt for a moment as if he had been split into two persons no four persons eight sixteen an infinity of other selves they were all beside him in him and out of him his eyes ached he shut them when he opened them again everything was almost back to normal the other selves had vanished only the constant throbbing vibration of the ship remained yet it was a discomfort that had to be endured for four solid straight weeks now 
there was no other means known by which a man-made vessel could travel faster than light funny about that four weeks too thought lance all distances in hyperspace were the same no matter where you wished to go it required no more than fourteen days and no less regardless of whether you jumped one light-year or fifty lance had always understood there were equations on file at headquarters which explained the paradox but not being a math expert he had never missed not being allowed to see them he flicked a switch and opened up his viewports again the starry universe had vanished the cosmos twelve was riding through a gray void alone and no it wasn't alone again lance's vision suffered a wrenching sickness out there in the colorless vacuum hundreds of replicas of the cosmos twelve rode along beside him above him below him stretched out in all directions there had been nothing in the manuals about this lance stared at the meaningless phenomenon for a long time despite the fact it made his brain ill at last he decided it was harmless whatever was causing it he shook his head slowly and closed the ports down he hoped groombridge thirty four would be less taxing the system was after the ship reverted to normal space in the vicinity of groombridge thirty four lance hovered about it exactly twelve hours following all the instructions in his manual to the letter he started up the cameras and other recording instruments all went well there were no incidents no vessels disturbed him though had the two components of the binary been at periastron it would have simplified the work with the position micrometer if anything else of interest had been detected it would have to be deciphered from the film and tapes later you can get as close as four billion miles to an earth-sized planet in space and it'll still show up fainter than a fourteenth magnitude star somewhere in the galaxy lance supposed there must be other races building spaceships and guiding them from sun to sun but thus far the scout ships from terra for all their magnified caution had never run into signs of any the old veteran high pilots had the best philosophy after all earth was the choicest hunk of mud you were going to find enjoy it brethren well he would certainly live it up when he got back lance swore he would have his wedding import casey from the club to spike the punch and perhaps after he'd gotten in his required number of scout missions he might even settle for a chair-borne xx billet himself exactly twenty-eight days and twelve hours from the time of his departure from earth lance cooper was back home again the cosmos twelve rematerialized out of hyperspace in the neighborhood of the solar system with its fuel tanks scarcely a third depleted but its pilot a drained man lance truthfully not only felt weary and torpid but a great deal disappointed he contacted traffic asked for and got a landing trajectory a few hours later he had coasted home and the trip was over he scrambled down out of the ship hungry for carolyn the base hadn't changed any in a month that he could see a couple of new floodlights put in perhaps some brass were emerging from the control bunker colonel sagen several others he recognized them all two were ssps space service police when the colonel got close lance tossed off a salute and an insouciant grin 
well the prodigal made it back home sir hope the pessimistic daughter of yours is stashed around somewhere otherwise otherwise what returned the colonel unsmiling why i'm liable to go busting right through that fence said lance and say if anybody's worrying about the cosmos twelve she flew like a dream colonel matter of fact she colonel sadin's jaws snapped together wheeling he barked at the two ssps spacemen arrest this officer immediately lance couldn't believe his ears hey wait a minute he protested what have i done nobody answered not at first well lance asked again a little more uneasy this time i have no daughter major hard-head sagen growled standing with his legs braced apart and his ramrod shoulders looking businesslike i never had the space cop sprang forward one drew a pistol held it on the return pilot while the other quickly moved behind lance and pinioned his arms back is this a joke colonel lance demanded struggling if it is i don't appreciate it you know you've got a daughter and i'm going to marry her the colonel's jaws clamped tight and he shook his head from side to side as if he were dealing with a person suddenly out of his mind then he acted put this man under close confinement he ordered lance's guards allow no visitors of any kind the colonel's tone was harsh and worried i've got to buck this matter to h q we can't have it blow up right now god knows the space police nudged lance all right major let's go lance's anger seethed to boil hunching his shoulders he ran back against the guard holding him sending him tumbling what was inside his mind to do if he managed an escape he couldn't have told he only knew he had to get away the colonel had flipped and where by the way was caroline it seemed impossible she could be in on it too he stood free for a moment watching warily hold him shouted colonel sagen don't let him run loose we've got gas pills colonel suggested the space cop lance had bowled over the man was rising to his feet use them lance started to run over his shoulder he saw the guard reach inside a small pocket in his webbed pistol belt the man gestured to the others to duck back out of harm's way then his throwing arm reared back and sent a pellet sailing in a high arc it landed at lance's feet and burst instantly yellowish gas billowed out its acrid fumes penetrated lance's throat and nostrils he began coughing then all the fight suddenly ebbed from him his knees buckled he was stumbling falling the sky reeled and very indistinctly from far away came the colonel's voice barking put him in the brig until he recovers i repeat let nobody see him and another thing i declare everything that's happened here to-day classified information if a single word leaks out i'll have every man jack among you placed in solitary and held for court-martial then lance knew nothing more when at last he recovered consciousness and was able to sit up in a kind of groggy stupor lance found himself for the first time in fifteen service devoted years on the inside of a guardhouse looking out with sardonic melancholy he recalled times on his o d and o g tours when he had inspected various prison areas peered into the cells and often felt mildly sorry for some poor spaceman doing time for some minor infraction there had never been very many offenders discipline on space bases was not a pressing problem 
the corpse was an elite branch and intransigent candidates were weeded out quick well now he was a prisoner himself he lance cooper major space service stood behind bars and no matter how hard his face pressed against those bars he could only see as far as the corridor extended in either direction it wasn't far enough nor would anybody talk to him he couldn't even get the time of day not since his probation as a pleb had he consorted with such a bunch of hushmouths. had he no rights as a commissioned officer and a world citizen he still didn't know why he was incarcerated or what regulation he had broken but that wasn't his most nagging worry what preyed on his mind most was caroline where was she where 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 he could have lowered his head and pounded it to a pulp against the wall in his rage and frustration at being confined but banging his brains out wouldn't help besides he was going to stand deeply in need of his grey matter if he hoped to get out of this one at evening time a gardos trustee brought him his supper on a tray also the man tossed him half a pack of cigarettes when lance sought to bum just one but when the pilot started pitching questions back the trustee looked scared and unhappy and quickly limped away the night dragged on as unending seemingly as one of luna's two week darkouts lance smoked paced the cell from wall to wall occasionally plopped down on his cot and went over everything that had happened trying to find some pattern to it but there was no pattern next morning he splashed up and shaved beard away from a tired red-eyed face in the mirror then he waited no one came finally at noon a new officer checked in for duty at the guardhouse lance recognized him as a young ordnance captain he'd met before he called out to the man the officer striding down the hallway wheeled at the sound of his name and came back to the cell his eyes bugged slightly when he saw lance holy smoke major what they got you in for search me lance was overjoyed to find someone at last who didn't dummy up i thought maybe you might have a notion i just came on duty but if there's a charge sheet laying around i might dig up something from it would you try the captain held up two fingers and grinned no sweet lance waited some more the captain did not come back however until several hours later after lance's evening meal in fact his face bore a puzzled frown lance stood at his cell door gripping the bars well i checked seems the brass are holding you for observation until some head shrinker gets in from hq a specialist in hyperspace medicine then how come i'm not in a regular hospital while the jailhouse beats me major i can tell you this though you're not the first high pilot who's been dragged in here screaming but i wasn't screaming i was perfectly calm and collected when i climbed down out of my ship all i did was ask about caroline about who caroline sagen old hardhead's daughter lance felt a sinking feeling he stopped cocked a weary eye at the other officer don't look at me that way man the captain had been staring hard at lance now he began shaking his head back and forth slowly and sadly what's that supposed to mean lance asked it means colonel sagen doesn't have a daughter lance snorted don't tell me that i'm engaged to her sorry major i've been around the colonel and his wife since i was a kid 
he got me the appointment to the academy they've never had any children of their own why you lance reached through the bars and grabbed the captain by his shirt collar jerking him against the bars it's a lie a conspiracy maybe you think i'm nuts but i'm not he commenced pummeling the captain with his free fist then he thought of something better he snatched the captain's gun from his holster and leveled it i'm getting out of here lance announced open up this door or take the consequences the captain his face ashy white submitted and unlocked the cell door lance stepped out got behind the officer and prodded him into the cell tearing a sheet into strips he tied the man to the cot and gagged him it took a very short time then he softly padded down the hallway he caught the sergeant of the guard napping in his chair in a moment the sergeant too was trussed up gagged and whisked into a spare cell lance then tucked the captain's pistol inside his shirt and ventured outside it was a moonlit night a patrol jeep was parked on the drive begging to be commandeered lance hopped in there was something he had to find out for himself and only one way to do it go to the place where they kept the answers wheeling the jeep along the military street fast as he dared lance headed for the base housing area colonel sagen's trim two-story brick residence was where he hoped to pay a call he knew the route by heart he'd been a guest there often enough the colonel's driveway was empty of cars he was happy to notice when he reached the house he parked sprinted up to the porch and knocked on the door presently footsteps sounded inside and the door opened a few inches but it was not caroline whom lance saw peeping out at him it was another woman older he recognized mrs sagen lance was blunt i've got to see caroline and i haven't much time you'd better let me in an apprehensive almost shocked expression briefly flitted across the face of caroline's mother it was as if she had never set eyes on lance cooper before even the gold oak leaves on his shoulders seemed to reassure her but slightly she kept the door chain in place between them i'm sorry major i'm not sure that i understand you don't malarkey me please you know who i am and who i want caroline your daughter oh said mrs sagen it was said in a way that revealed nothing look said lance impatiently you do have a daughter i've dated her so all right he waved his hands she has been spirited away for some reason i still think i've got a right to know why oh my said mrs sagen and her hand flew to her face you must be that scout ship pilot who showed up yesterday the one who yeah the one everybody figures for psycho but i'm not mrs sagen you know i'm not lance took a deep breath can i come in i just want some facts after all this crazy farce can't go on forever the colonel's wife still looked doubtful but lance cooper had a way of pressing a point hard when his interests were at stake he began talking rapidly and convincingly he got in the light indoors was better lance's eyes squinted as they adjusted from the gloom of the porch somehow mrs sagen didn't look quite as he remembered her hair was much darker now he was sure of that maybe she had dyed it yet her features were certainly harder and bonier more like a replica of her husband's and her breath smelled alcoholic could a mere month have made that much difference the house had been refurnished too lance noticed 
the living-room decor was more severe and functional and the pictures on the wall were garish not mrs sagen's type at all hey wait a minute he told himself speaking of pictures his glance skipped to the far corner of the room a triptych of photos of caroline had always been on display on the mantelpiece they would prove that lance's jaw dropped the photos had been removed can i get you anything mrs sagen inquired a little nervously lance thought a cup of coffee no thanks i'd rather hear about caroline coffee won't take a minute i was just making some fresh in the kitchen lance shrugged well okay if you've already got it ready mrs sagen's mouth managed a fleeting smile then she disappeared through a swinging door lance sat down in a wrought iron chair finding it not comfortable he sprang back to his feet and paced the floor there sure was something wrong about the colonel's house something very oddly wrong but he couldn't quite put his finger on it suddenly his quickened hearing caught the faint murmur of a human voice was it caroline the talk seemed to be issuing from the kitchen where her mother had gone lance tiptoed across the room pushed the door slightly open mrs sagen was on the phone her voice was excited she was obviously straining to keep it at a low level i'm telling you he's here right in our living-room and he insists i know somebody named caroline yes that's right but do hurry please he's acting much odder than the others did lance had eavesdropped enough he turned away glided rapidly out of the front door and into the night where should he go next the jeep would serve to hustle him around the base for a while but eventually he would be chased down and recaptured and as for crashing any of the exit gates and thus attaining to greater freedom he knew they would all be barricaded and heavily manned by now lance was still burning over mr sagen's double cross did he want coffee she had asked coffee his mind repeated disgusted what he needed was something stronger a good stiff drink that was it the officers club casey would be on duty at this hour lance would ask him to mix him a double for old time's sake then he'd meekly surrender and quietly go crazy in his cell until the head shrinker came and confirmed it for real the pilot got back in the jeep and drove on when he reached the club he wheeled the vehicle around to rear entrance where bushes made the grounds shadier parking he got out strolled into the building as sneakily as if he'd been an inspector general paying a surprise call from out of space service headquarters few officers lounged about most were at tables and engrossed in their own imbibing lance strode up to the bar perched himself on a high stool casey whose hair was red as a martian desert was rinsing glasses he stopped at his task and came over wiping the counter with a wet towel what'll it be major one of your specials casey my friend beg pardon you know one of your casey specials where you start off with half a glass of irish whiskey add a dash or two of absinthe a drop of i don't stock no absinthe major casey's freckled face was abruptly hostile you know that it's against regulations lance fought down a tremor everybody was in on it everybody he compromised for a minute give me a slug of teachers on the rocks then casey measured out the drink for him lance downed it his hand gripped the edge of the bar casey do you know me 
he watched casey study him the thick reddish eyebrows knit it's a pretty big base major lots of faces sometimes i kind of forget the names lance's blood pressure gave a spurt i'm major lance cooper hell you've rung up my chits often enough and his mind added how could you forget major casey's eyes narrowed while the uneasy suspicion in them grew we don't have no chit system at this club lance's head felt like it would explode he could take no more you're lying he shouted his big hands reached over the mahogany counter and shook the bartender like a squawk box that had refused to function properly tell me you're lying in your teeth if you don't i'll push them down your throat suddenly lance sensed people behind him a firm hand clamped down heavily on his shoulder the pilot stretched his neck around what now his hands did not relax their murderous grip on his victim the arresting party had entered the club quietly now they were ganged up around him colonel sagen his two aides a fourth man lance recognized as major carmody the base legal officer and a fifth man too who wore the insignia of the space surgeon general's department a psychiatrist better come peacefully major rasped colonel sagen you've been cleared for an explanation and if you're smart you listen to the spiel and play ball the way it was said made lance feel he could trust the old man for that long anyhow what choice did he have it's about time lance sighed he set casey down to the latter's greatly exhaled relief only how come all the suspense it was very necessary broke in major carmody was it well you had me about to crack if that was your object now then would any of you mind easing my worries about caroline she's okay isn't she his glance shifted from one to the other isn't she nobody would reply neither colonel sagen nor any of the officers bunched up around him sweet suddenly broke out on lance's brow the chilly feeling went through him that if and when an answer was provided him he wasn't particularly going to like it not in the slightest shortly afterwards lance was driven across the base by his captors and escorted into his commanding officer's private office the two aides were dismissed but the psychiatrist officer who also wore eagles on his shoulders and major carmody remained colonel sagen seated himself behind his desk major he began clearing his throat you imagine me to have a daughter you're positive of it you even visualize her so well that you remember something about how you were going to marry her you're not going to talk me out of anything on that score lance shot back perhaps we don't intend to colonel nordson here sagen indicated the psychiatrist has flown in from h q to chat with you he can explain the technical aspects of the phenomenon that has thrown you better than i can i'd advise you to listen to him he's just what you need just what i need what else do you intend to do hypnotize me so you can erase all my past the colonel scowled look here major you cooperate and learn to keep your mouth shut we may be able to restore you to duty but if not well what happens then will be entirely up to norson it could mean a padded cell the development of hyperspace exploration has to go on whatever happens to you i'll tell you one thing to your face colonel lance replied hotly i'm not off my rocker no one has maintained you were broke in colonel nordson 
but colonel sagen had to throw a curtain around you fast why neither officer answered finally colonel sagen said i think you'd better continue with him colonel nordsen nordsen was a youthful-looking man for his rank yet prematurely balding he wore thick-shelled glasses major cooper nordsen began let's go back to when you put the cosmos twelve through its first jump through hyperspace how well do you recall your experience i'll never forget it you earthbound kiwis should try it sometime did you experience a feeling perhaps rather uncanny that the whole thing had happened to you before what psychologists call the sense of deja vu no i don't think so perhaps some other type of phenomenon was manifested a feeling you'd been split in half maybe that did happen describe it it was more than just being split in half i felt like i was suddenly hundreds of selves i could see other replicas of me all around nordsen nodded thoughtfully that was what we call the infinite fission syndrome all those other use were personality matrices of yourself in alternate worlds did you notice anything else lance nodded grudgingly what look colonel if i answer your questions will you answer mine any reasonable ones yes that's what we're here for well there was the disturbing thing about the cosmos twelve itself i saw images of the ship riding along beside me out there in the hive where nothing material could possibly exist where not even light could reflect back or any other wave propagation lance shook his head recalling the experience what could have caused a hallucination like that it was no hallucination lance it was real and has happened before we can rest you easy on that point colonel nordsen removed tobacco from a pouch, stuffed his pipe lit up bluish smoke formed a halo about him lance the space service has been sending ships through hyperspace for nearly two years now only recently did anybody notice something was seriously wrong with the pilots who came back up until then oh a pilot might act a little queer for a day or two but who wouldn't coped up alone in a steel projectile for four weeks we thought very little of it uh-huh was lance cooper's only comment nordsen transferred his pipe to his hand but eventually even the space service gets around to putting two and two together on the slipstick the incidents kept piling up a pilot comes back from epsilon eridani for example and insists on giving everybody left-handed salutes another has taken a scout ship to sixty one signy he insists at the officers club that colonel sagen here has a nickname of old hardhead nobody else on the base is aware of any such thing then still another pilot wait a minute lance interrupted hasn't he hasn't what i don't follow you colonel sagen hasn't he got that nickname i mean it was a term of respect and liking of course but no said nordsen no lance echoed disbelieving since when not since ever major not on this particular track colonel nordsen you're losing me patience please i was about to tell you that still another pilot lands on our base and he wears a blue tie claims the space service has always worn blue ties i take it back said lance i'm a pilot and all pilots are slowly going nuts then it occurred to him to evince more interest or they might ship him back to the brig sooner than expected a blue tie huh and blue swede chuckas to match 
Colonel Sagan's hoarse voice broke in. Most unmilitary-looking uniform I ever saw on a space officer. Colonel Nordson, the psychiatrist, set his pipe aside. Gradually we began building up a file of such weird discrepancies. A neither pilot landing wearing a handlebar moustache. He couldn't possibly have grown so much lip hair in a month. Yet the man claimed he'd sported the moustache for years, and that every officer in his squadron was decked out with one too. Tell me just one thing, Lance pleaded. His nerves were gradually getting more on edge. What has all this got to do with Caroline Sagen? Why is she being kept from me? Nordson's eyebrows met evincing a little displeasure. Don't you get the drift, Major? I've been trying to accomplish two things at the same time. Cushion a shock for you, and explain why what has happened has happened. There is no Caroline Sagen. The Colonel and his wife have always been childless. Lance got belligerent. Say that again. There is no Caroline Sagen here. What do you mean when you say here? Norsen took off his shell-rimmed glasses, wiped them, restored them to his boyish face. I would advise you to brace yourself. By here, I mean on this particular time track. Lance stared at him. Doesn't the word have any significance for you? Nordsen asked. Time track? Sure. I've heard of the concept before. It's a theory that parallel worlds branch off when— Hey! Lance's tone rose to shout. You're not trying to imply that— That I'm on a diff? That's right. We're trying to tell you that you have obviously landed in another time track. One that is parallel to, but just a slight bit different from the one you formerly knew. To you we seem to be the same officers as in that world, but of course we're not. It isn't the same universe. Hyperspace is a tricky stuff, as our men are finding out. You've just got bounced around by one of the trickiest things connected with it. Lance groaned. Now I'm told. I'm sorry, it's nothing new. Only the information is classified top secret in our world, and evidently in yours too. It has to be withheld from hype trainees, otherwise they might deliberately flunk their course. We're running pilot classes here on our track too. We have to keep them filled. Lance was stunned. He hardly knew what he should say or do next. Finally he put forth a faltering question. Is there any way I can get back to home base? My home base? All three officers in the room shook their heads in unison. You might as well look for a pebble in the beach, said Nordson. He elucidated. As a matter of fact, this is home base for you. The differences between one track and another are not usually too great. The resemblances are many. Sometimes even the return pilot accommodates himself to the new time track without suspecting in the slightest what's happened to him. And in those cases you seldom bother to enlighten him, I suppose? Naturally not. Security frowns on it. But in my case you couldn't cover up? Your case manifests a much more serious slippage. Your path evidently warped to a track several million or billion worlds further over than anybody from your world had previously experienced. Consequently, your luck has really been unfortunate. You've materialized out of hyperspace into a universe where someone you apparently knew quite closely simply was never born. But Carolyn did exist before where I was. I'm not dreaming. No, both our worlds are equally real. 
lance though he felt the truth slowly and inexorably sink in still could not quite grasp all its implications he turned his numbered face to the other two officers in the room colonel sagen and major carmody inclined their heads for one despairing moment lance felt almost like hurling himself through the window then he straightened up his mouth compressed into a thin line if i must face the facts i must but his tone edged off into irony it sure isn't easy you'll have to give me time colonel nordson stood up held out his hand i'm sorry major believe me this is a hard blow to take and i wouldn't care to be on the receiving end myself but you'll adjust if you like i'll recommend you for convalescent leave you understand of course the psychiatrist went on that we expect you to keep tight-lipped our hype classes are still too small we need a lot of sharp men and they have to be volunteers right colonel sagen right lance dropped the proffered hand i get it let the word get around how hyperspace messes you up all your bright young jets will bug out on it that's your main worry isn't it not what happens to me frankly yes nordsen acknowledged without blinking but the space service is also concerned about individuals don't worry now major we look after you don't bother an uncontrolled bitterness crept into lance's reply far as i'm concerned the space service can go to hell what reason have i got to stay in it you've conned me out of all that meant anything in my life nobody said a word lance rose to his feet unsteadily his sardonic glance swept over them i suppose it's back to the guardhouse for me now huh well i won't be sorry to go i'll find better company and i refuse your bribe of special leave time colonel nordsen seemed unaffected you're making a mistake he said calmly am i major we're offering you a chance to get adjusted and assimilated take it or leave it we can hold you in the brig until you see reason but you're a good man we need you for what more flights through that hyperspace muck if you can pass our mental stability tests yes and if not you'll be grounded lance made a sudden decision i want to go up right now what you heard me i want to go up in the cosmo twelve right now tests or no tests ground me and i'll never have a chance again don't you think i'm hep to that we'll see that you're not grounded broke in colonel sagen from behind his desk but lance didn't believe him don't try to kid me colonel he snapped out you write me out flight orders for the cosmo twelve or i'll blab everything i know you can't hang me you can't tear my tongue out and i know i'll bust out of your guardhouse one way or another you'll see and then how will you flip up your precious training classes then how will you get new chumps to pilot your ships to the stars the stars ha ha that's the biggest joke of all colonel sagen began to splutter lance watching him carefully decided there wasn't much resemblance between the old boy and the fine colonel sagen he'd known in his own world maybe it had been having the softening influence of normal family life and a growing daughter that had made old hardhead human you'll never get away with this sagen warned we're three against one won't i lance's hand darted inside his shirt maybe this'll equalize us he brought out the pistol he'd taken off the captain in the guardhouse 
Sagen, Nordsen, and Carmody backed off from it. The Cosmos 12 is still two-thirds fueled, Lance said, and well stocked on provisions. Besides, I'm a light eater in hyperspace, as who isn't? I intend to take that ship out again, and you're going to help me, gentlemen. Lance flicked off the safety and waved the gun back and forth to demonstrate what he meant. It worked. Lance got his ship, using Colonel Sagen as both shield and go-between, after he had first tied up the other two officers in a closet. He kept a close watch, of course, for the SSPs and their gas pellets, but apparently an alarm was not raised soon enough for the base police to hurl into action. After having the Colonel authorize a space clearance for him by contacting traffic directly over the ship's mic, Lance finally released him. The colonel scooted down the ladder. Lance gave him time to clear the pad, but little more. Then he went to work pushing buttons on the manual desk. The Cosmos 12 blasted loose from her moorings and soared aloft into space. At 5,000 miles above Earth's surface, Lance rechecked his tapes. Groombridge 34 was the only possible destination the autopilot could take him to somehow he didn't mind taking one more look at the double star system he cut into hyperspace as quickly as he dared then sat back and relaxed that is as much as any man could in hype when he reached groombridge thirty four all lance did was pop out into normal space long enough to assure himself he had reached the proper checkpoint for turning back the tapes were in good order and there had been no hitches grunting he threw in the switch over and once more found himself ploughing through the hyperspace only this time he was homeward bound if he were lucky just real lucky he told himself there might be a carolyn sagen alive and waiting for him in whatever time track he wound up in this time at last he materialized again in the solar system or some solar system anyhow as far as he could tell all the planets looked unchanged it was just four weeks to the day since his escape from world two this would be world three he had been gone eight weeks and two days from world one lance cut the ecliptic at a different angle than before and terra was farther along in her journey around sol he needed a new landing trajectory his eye swept his panel to see if anything had been preset there was no green flashing on the deck where there should have been green oh well there could have been cruisers waiting in space too to pot him with ship-to-ship -ship missiles he'd taken one chance he could take another lance opened a switch and called base traffic's frequency this is the cosmos twelve major lance cooper piloting just broke out of hype can you read me he repeated the message for several minutes finally he got an answer a startled voice whipped back at him through crackling static cosmos twelve this is traffic who did you say you were up there lance hardly knew whether he felt more like laughing or crying he was fairly close to home anyhow they did have space traffic here and being pretty much of an optimist he also decided that it was a time track where he had been known only being so long overdue he had probably been given up for lost on this premise he could visualize all the consternation and excitement now in progress downstairs the personnel were likely falling all over each other in the stampede to pass the word around i'm major lance cooper he announced over the mic there was a long pause 
repeat that please this is lance cooper major space service i'm up here in the cosmos twelve but but you can't be who says i can't say what's the matter with you monkeys i want to come in another voice took over on the channel the lieutenant's right you actually do sound like cooper whoever you are lance laughed openly i've lived with him all my life why shouldn't i you think i'm a ghost oh well no we know you're real we're getting a blip from you only thing is let's talk about it when i get down lance interrupted i need a program fast get those gs computers working and read me an orbit we'll do and one more thing is colonel sagen around not today major he had to fly to luna how about his daughter who oh no lance felt his heart almost stop had the big try been for nothing he chanced to repeat his daughter caroline sagen this time he got results oh you mean hardhead's daughter the one who say wasn't she all set to marry you you bet your last commendation ribbon she was and she's going to hey lance shouted anything wrong with her she's not sick or the voice of the first operator at traffic came back the captain had to take off no sir major she's not sick we just don't know how she's gonna take this is all with bells on junior wedding bells get her out to meet me when i land will you and snap it up on that trajectory again the traffic crackled in lance's ear there seemed to be a great deal of excitement going on down there and then the great night rim of earth swung under him blocking out further radio communication presently a relayed beam from luna came in the luna spaceport read him a series of figures to punch into his autopilot the new orbit would edge him in close enough to terra that he could pick up an assist from the ga system of his home base lance rubbed his hands together in his joy he was cooking on all burners now at last six hours later the cosmos twelve settled down in her landing cradle major lance cooper kicked open the airlock door and began climbing down to solid ground it was just barely twilight ordinarily there would have been long purplish shadows at the far ends of the field but now the entire space base was flooded with lights were the beacons sweeping back and forth just to welcome him it hardly seemed possible yet the apron itself was swarming with people here they came now a whole mob racing towards him and the noise of their swelling shouts preceded them rolling forward like the breakers upon a shore oh oh what was that in the far corner of the field a big pile of crumpled metal already rusted and ready for the bulldozers some poor devil had crashed his hype ship lance wondered vaguely which of his buddies it had been then he shut it out of his mind a jeep swung out ahead of the advancing crowd and came speeding down the concrete brakes squealed rubber tires bit in hard and the vehicle plunged to a halt near him lance recognized major carmody in the driver's seat or another major carmody what difference did it make none now that he was able to identify so very well the other figure in the jeep a slight blonde figure in a trench coat seated next to carmody caroline he saw her get out he saw her commence walking towards him but too slowly he thought 
and he was too paralyzed to move lance she called to him is it you is it really you darling the girl's step almost faltered major carmody's hand reached out steadied her something was wrong again but what he could not guess lance came out of his paralysis he began running towards her and in a moment they were in each other's arms without caring why or how lance cooper and the girl he loved kissing hugging unable to believe for a moment in each other's reality then caroline had to have breath and she drew apart for a moment then she kissed him again and lance for the first time listened and made sense out of the welter of hysterical sobbing words that were pouring forth darling 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 lance i cried so much and now it's all over i don't care if you're not real i love you i love you i don't care if you are somebody from another time track like major carmody says you're my lance and you belong to me it's you i love and want now no matter how shameless i sound yes darling it's you i want not that poor broken thing we buried two months ago not the lance's feeling of impending horror was great but not so great that he shrank from the question that now rose and beat and beat at his brain the overwhelming question that had to be asked caroline he held her so tight he thought for a moment he'd cracked her ribs his half-shook gaze penetrated her retreating eyes forcing her to meet him caroline what do you mean it's me you want now not that poor broken thing you buried tell me tell me don't you know darling lance when you took off that night eight weeks ago that night i kissed you good-bye your ship oh don't you comprehend your ship it tell me caroline your ship lance that's it over there the wreckage of it the cosmos twelve crashed on take off that night lance you were killed outright we buried you two days later end of next door next world by robert donald locke read by lars rolander